0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Religion of Dieting podcast, where we talk about finding freedom from food and body obsession while growing in our faith. I'm your host, Corey Rooney, a football coach's wife, dog mom, and over half a decade into my food freedom journey. Take a seat, grab a coffee, and let's get into chatting about the religion of dieting. Hey y'all, what's up? I'm so excited to be back for episode two and honestly I'm in a really good mood right now because I thought I completely lost an episode when I had gone through and accidentally deleted a clip um, that you guys will hear next week, but I thought I completely lost it and then when I was going to start recording this episode, I found it. (laughs) I found where the deleted clip went. Um, So I'm really happy about that because I filmed that like literally two months ago Um, and I it was a good episode, and so I didn't want to lose all of that uh, information and wisdom that I felt like just kind of poured out of my mouth. What kind of, that kind of happens when I uh, speak about things like this. Sometimes I just um, if it's meant to be, I feel like the Holy Spirit just like takes control and just goes and you know says what needs to be said on the topic um, from my heart. And, uh, from what God has taught me. Um, and so I was so sad. I thought I lost it. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to just like redo that episode, uh, and do it justice. Like it came out that first time. Uh, so I'm so happy I have it. Uh, but anyway, today's topic is going to be all about fasting. Um, I think you might be a little bit surprised what I have to say about fasting, um, because I have a pretty interesting take on it. Um, when I'm talking about fasting, I'm specifically referring to fasting that um, is spoken about in the Bible and typically that is centered around fasting from food and water. Um, And so I'm going to be able to kind of dive into that and take not only an approach from someone who um, has battled an eating disorder and then how do you implement fasting into your life, but also in the sense of just like modern day fasting and what it looks like and um how it can be really really distorted um and so yeah that's going to be today's episode I would just like to add in that uh, I try to keep these episodes between 20 and 30 minutes long that way it can fit a normal person's commute um unless you're me and you have a 100 mile a day commute uh I so envy you if you live within 30 minutes from your workplace um that is the goal in the near future but for now um, I got a long drive, so I listen to lots of podcasts every day. But hopefully, this length is good for you if you are just commuting or you know sitting in your office or on a walk, exercising, whatever it may be. Hopefully, you find uh, the twenty to thirty minute range a sweet spot. I don't think I could talk for much longer; I get very tired. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, let's just dive on into today's topic. Um, so fasting, I never grew up fasting or really doing anything related to fasting. I think if you're of the Catholic faith um, and you practice uh, Lent, which is currently going on, you might have a lot more experience with the topic of fasting. But for me, um, it's something that I never really have done in my life. Um, It wasn't something that was ever really pushed onto us uh, growing up. Or something that, you know, when we were in church, we were taught about fasting, especially fasting from food. And honestly, I'm kind of grateful for that. um, Because I think teaching young children uh, who are already having to battle the social constraints around food that uh, we see being pushed onto them in school by their peers, through media, through social media, um, I think that could be really really dangerous so i think the topic of fasting when it comes to communicating that to young people and to children has to be done in a very particular and safe way Um, and i think the main premise of all of this is where's your heart where is your heart um in college i had some friends who were catholic and they uh, practiced lent or friends who you know were just non-denominational christian like myself and they were also practicing fasting And what I noticed was uh, they talked about it a lot and they would share it a lot. And um, I was still struggling quite a bit during this time. And so it was so triggering to me to have to hear them talk about how starving they were and how hungry they were and how grumpy they were because they were hungry and how, oh, well, at least like I'll come out of this looking better. Like that's my motivation right now. And in the in the moment, my heart was hurting because I was like frustrated because my eating disorder was like, Ooh, Corey, that sounds like a great idea. You should do it too. It's socially acceptable in your faith to do this. Um, Which I now like to say that that has been completely replaced with the, oh my gosh, no, you're missing the point of Fasting. And I think it's so easy for all of us to miss the point when it comes to different things that we do and and take the the focus it's supposed to be on, which is the Lord, and put it on ourselves and put it on how it will benefit us. Um, and I think when it comes to fasting, the first thing to really think about and just conceptualize is why are you doing it? What is the the specific purpose for it? And like I said, I'm going to speak mainly on fasting from food in uh, the beginning part of this, and then I'll touch on some other um, Methods of fasting that I think, you know, people might think about. But yeah, so really examining your heart and being like, okay, one, what is my motivation for doing this? And two, what is my focus of doing this? Um, I think those are two really big things to really consider and uh, focus on before you decide to jump into doing a fast. Um, it's funny because fasting has kind of been adopted by like modern culture, and so people are super into like intermittent fasting. And if you know me, you know I think all of that is a bunch of uh crap, and I don't practice it. I don't believe in it, I don't uh encourage people to practice it. I think eating intuitively is where it's at. Um, so I never want to sit here and encourage things like intermittent fasting and oh, you can only eat from noon to six I just yeah I don't believe in it and I think it's just another way of controlling um and manipulating our bodies in a way that just doesn't actually uh fit our physiology but nonetheless I will get off of that soapbox for the time being and just continue to talk about it in a faith perspective but it has it's been so adopted um by modern society um and kind of stolen kind of into that diet, diet culture mentality when in reality fasting should be and is purely for the Lord and purely for him and his benefit. And something I found interesting whenever I was um, struggling with people that I know talking about fasting um, and that was Matthew six eighteen, and it says Uh, That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And I think that's something to really think about and focus on when you are deciding to do something like fasting or considering it. Okay, is this something that I'm doing because I want other people to think highly of me and think, Oh, you're a great Christian because you're fasting? Or you know make people jealous because you're fasting for you know body image reasons. I think when we when we start to verbalize it to the world and tell other people, I'm fasting from this. I'm holier than thou. We really need to take a, a step back and think about okay, what what does God actually want from my fast? Does He want me to go and tell everybody what I'm doing? Um, maybe it'll encourage people to do it. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Uh, but I just know personally when I've heard people you know, start talking about their fast and also complaining about the fast that they're doing, Um, I get annoyed. (laughs) And the last thing I'm thinking about is how that's glorifying God. I'm thinking about how it's them glorifying themselves. Um, And this is not in any way me trying to like convict other people or, you know, say, here's how you're supposed to do it. This is just an honest conversation about my thoughts around the topic and, um, how I will be working to kind of walk through the topic of fasting, um, now that I am over half a decade into my recovery journey. Um, so just keep those things in mind when you're thinking about, uh, starting a fast, those basic principles, um, of speaking on the fast and, uh, Talking about it publicly, like, what is your what's your heart behind it? Are you doing it because you think it might be nice to drop some weight uh, in the guise of doing it for the Lord, or is your heart actually in a place of, I want to grow spiritually and I want to uh, do this to honor the Lord, so I'm going to do it privately and in secret and quietly, like the Lord wants me to, and like He calls us to in the Bible. Um, another um, Bible verse that speaks on fasting um is i think it's yeah it's in the same piece of that so yeah and when you fast do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others truly i say to you they have received their reward but when you fast anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you so that includes the the back end of the um Matthew 6, 18. So that was Matthew 16, 6, 16 through 18. Um, So yeah, just just keep all of that um, in mind whenever it comes to your heart behind it. So let's kind of dive into what should you do if you have issues with your body image, issues with food, issues with an eating disorder, any of those things um, when approaching the topic of fasting. And this is all from personal revelation and personal experience. Uh, My first thing that I would like to say is that God can do miracles. We all know this. God can perform miracles. He can perform miracles on our heart. And I'm not telling you that if you find that God is speaking to you and telling you to do a fast, but you are only six months into your eating disorder recovery that you're not being told that by the Lord because what authority do I have to tell you that? No, absolutely none. First and foremost, you need to listen to the Lord and listen to what is he asking you to do and telling you to do. Once you have examined that piece, um, I really want to stress the importance of recovery and what God is kind of calling us into in recovery. So if we are not in the place where our eating disorder brain is quiet enough to be able to then focus on fasting and doing it in a way that is glorifying to the Lord and has no selfish intent behind it, then I don't think we are ready to fast. If anything about choosing how long your fast is, what it's going to be, any of those things has to do with, you know, any part of your eating disorder brain popping in and saying hello, I would... I would reevaluate. I would adjust your thinking because it can be such a slippery slope. And I think that for me personally, when I have explored this topic and um, really examined my heart behind desiring to, to dive into a fast for some reason, it has always come from selfish intent when I was deep in my eating disorder. And y'all, that wasn't just a year after stepping into and choosing recovery I'm talking like four years in, I was still in that place where if I were to be fasting, it would be for selfish reasons and not with a heart of what the Lord wants. Um, and so if you feel that that piece of your brain is still super loud and taking control of that action of fasting, reevaluate. Um, and when I say reevaluate, I think there are a lot of ways that even those of us who struggle with, um, with eating disorders, uh, can still engage in fasting, and I want to pause and say this. I know that a lot of people will uh, compare, um, like alcoholism and addiction to alcohol, with um, eating disorders and that type of addiction as well. And I always would I would say, you know, imagine being an alcoholic and um, being told, okay, you can't be an alcoholic, you can't be addicted to alcohol, but. Three times a day, every day for the rest of your life, you have to have a sip of alcohol. Imagine how hard that would be to recover. That is what it's like for someone with an eating disorder. We cannot just push it away and decide that it's done and not engage with it whatsoever. We have to eat to survive. We have to eat to uh, to thrive on this planet. And so there's um, that aspect, but with someone who is a recovering alcoholic and working on their re- relationship with alcohol, which you don't have to have a relationship with alcohol, um, like you do with food, but kind of working on that dynamic that they struggle with, would they then go to church and take communion, um, and not whether, cause I know for our communion, it's usually like grape juice, so everybody can do it, but let's say it was actual wine. Um, and if that was something that, oh my gosh, if I taste this wine, I will step into this. That temptation is too strong for me at the moment. Um, And I don't feel called by God that that's the right decision to drink that wine. Would they adjust that communion to still continue to serve God, but also protect their heart and their spirit and their recovery in a way that is also glorifying to God? Because God doesn't want us to have those addictions and want us to have um, those those temptations and hangups and sins. He doesn't want us to have that. Um, So this is 100% on your personal relationship with the Lord and what he's calling you to do. I think aside from obviously what is in scripture, um, for those things that are a little bit more in the gray area, like the Bible doesn't tell us, hey, if you have an eating disorder, here's how you practice fasting. It doesn't tell us that. Um, so we have to really examine our relationship with the Lord and be open to listening to what he is calling us into. Um, so, okay, now backtracking to Um, how you can engage in fasting if you are still recovering from something like an eating disorder um, while not completely cutting out food for a period of time. Um, One, I think that you don't have to fast for days on end um, for it to be a fast. Fasting is such a personal thing and there is no other than Lent for those who are Catholic. There is no in the um, non-denominational Christian faith that um, I practice and that I follow um, there is no set designated amount of time that you are called to fast. Um, some people will do it when they are mourning a death. I know my husband and his friends, they stepped in and, and did that when one of their friends passed away. Um, and they did that as a sacrifice um, to the Lord for the Lord to take time to work on their hearts and help them heal and help them grieve. And that was a personal revelation that they had. So you do really have to um, work on your relationship with the Lord and that kind of communication and really dive deep into, okay, what are you actually calling me to do when it comes to this? But here are some things that I've thought about and that have been revealed to me that might be good ways that I can practice fasting without forcing me back into um, those eating disorder behaviors and habits. So choosing a length of time of fasting that is not going to hinder your recovery. So maybe it is fasting from uh, breakfast one day, and rather than eating breakfast that day, you drink your water, you have your tea, whatever it may be, some coffee, and you sit and you you have Bible time. Maybe you do that for a whole week, and rather than having breakfast, you spend that time in the Word and focusing on the Lord. But then you go and you have your lunch you have your dinner you have your snacks and so really it's just a couple of hours of uninterrupted a sacrifice to god of okay i'm going to take this away from myself so i can then focus wholly on the lord i don't have any focus on food right now focusing wholly on the lord um so there there's one way you could do it and not having it be this prolonged um five days without eating kind of thing um so there's one way you can do it. Another way that some people do it is fasting from specific foods. So maybe uh, you drink a lot of caffeine and um, for a set amount of time, you want to fast from that specific food um, just to make that sacrifice. And I think what what oftentimes we forget about fasting is that it's not just Uh, taking away from something (laughs) and like, okay, I'm not going to drink coffee or I'm not going to have my tea. Uh, But it's then the adding in of what God is calling us to, to kind of add into our lives and how we can add in a piece of us that um, continues to build in our relationship with the Lord. So quiet time, Bible time, time in prayer, time in uh, listening to worship music and worshiping. Um, So not just taking something away, because that often, you know, feels like a diet and feels like restriction of some type, but you're you're adding something in that is in correspondence to your relationship with God and strengthening that. And uh the last little thing that I think is a really good thing to think about, and I think I see a lot of people do now more than um I did a couple years ago. And that is choosing something non food related to fast from. Um, I think back when, you know, the Bible was written and people were fasting then, food was different than it is now in a lot of places. And most of our, you know, uh, Western civilization, food is readily available to us. Our, our pantries and cupboards are full of food and we have access to plenty. Whereas back then food was such a delicacy and such a resource that fasting from it felt very, fasting from it felt very um, important and had, because the food had a higher level of importance in people's lives, fasting from it was more of a sacrifice than whereas now, because we have such readily available resources when it comes to food, sometimes it might not even feel like a full sacrifice. Whereas fasting from social media, our phones, TV, TV, Things like that feel much more like much more of a sacrifice because they take up a lot more of our time and our energy and our focus than eating food does and focusing on food does. So there's so many ways to think about this and explore this. Um, And those are just some of some of the things Um, I know for me, I've kind of been working my way into um, lessening my time on social media. It's nice because you can do uh, those timers on your phones. Uh, But it stinks because it gives you the option to um, ignore it for 15 minutes or ignore it for the day. And like my instant gratification willpower likes to click those buttons, even though I set those timers um, on my phone. But nonetheless, social media is for a different day. But there are ways that you can dive into fasting that are not related to food. Um, And so with all of this, I really just want to to really hammer in with this topic that If you are in a place where you are still deeply struggling with your relationship with food and with your eating disorder recovery and your body image, that any part of you when you choose to fast is coming from a place of this is going to make me skinny, this is going to feel good to my eating disorder, this is gonna make me look good um, to other Christians, that I have this, you know, willpower and all of that stuff. It is for the wrong reason and is not going to benef- benefit your spiritual life whatsoever. And that's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of fasting is to strengthen your relationship with God and strengthen that feeling of, of sacrificing something that's important to you for God um, and to replace that that time that you would be spending doing that with the word. And so I think the reason we see less and less people sacrificing their, their food is is because food isn't something that nowadays really takes up that much of our time, energy, and thought process. It's social media, and it's TV, and it's those other distractions that are truly the things that are keeping us from God. Um, So if any part of you is still struggling um, at all, I really, really don't recommend um, jumping into a fast from food that is anything prolonged. And with everything that I say in this podcast, I want you to know um, I do not have any certification um, in psychiatry or dietetics or even any religious certification. This podcast is simply my experiences and things that I have gone through um, over the past six and a half years now of recovering from an eating disorder um, and, and working through that process. And it's I think it's – I wonder if it was this year – that I was officially a decade into uh having an eating disorder be a part of my life. I know it was January of some type of year. I think it's either this year or next year. It'll be a full decade that this has been a part of my life. Um, but you know, it those things those strongholds are really, really hard to break. And just know that at some point in your life you can be in the place to to do a physical fast um, of of food of some type, but being centered with your faith and having a dietitian and a therapist and discussing your feelings in these matters with those individuals um, might be really, really helpful for you if this is something that you're thinking about. Um, I will also just say that when seeking advice about fasting, um, be very, very careful. Um, when seeking that advice from individuals who do not have any experience or training when it comes to eating disorders. I've heard so many pastors um, refer to fasting from food and talking about it and have used, you know, terms and pieces of it that it'll like make you skinny and at least it'll help kickstart my diet and things like that. And uh, it's just, it makes me cringe because not only is it so triggering to the people who deal with that, which there are tons of them in the audience listening, guarantee it, but also it's just absolutely missing the mark of the entire purpose of fasting. Um, I have also heard pastors and people in authority of churches tell people with eating disorders that, Hey, maybe fasting can be a cure for your eating disorder and be a spiritual cure. And God will then perform a miracle on your heart and take away your eating disorder. and. Um, While I believe that God can perform miracles and that God can work on our heart in all of these ways, I just ask you to proceed with extreme caution um, because occasionally things like that can be really dangerous. Um, Listen, wrap up this conversation of... Um, just be very, um, guard your heart. <laughs> yes, this is word I'm looking for. Guard your heart when it comes to listening to uh, individuals with no background or experience on eating disorders tell you uh, as someone with one or recovering from one um, how to go about fasting because it is a very specialized uh, scenario and topic and I think that there is a lot to learn through it. So that is what I have for you today. I hope this was helpful. Um, When it comes to me and my fasting journey, it's something that I'm still really praying about and thinking about. And um, my heart is really open to what God is wanting me to do in relation with this. I don't have any definitive answers. And when I do have a definitive answer, um, I probably won't tell you because I think it's something that I really just need to focus on between myself, God, and then an accountability partner like my husband um, to kind of help keep an eye on me and just make sure that what I'm doing doesn't slip into anything um, negative that has to do with that eating disorder side of my brain. Um, And that's something you can do as well. If you, uh, you know, you want to keep this as something in secret, but not like a secret that you're hiding from people and you don't want them to know. And secret as in we're not boasting about it, Um, And we have a humble heart in relation to it. So having an accountability partner is always something that's helpful um, with our spiritual lives. And specifically, if you live with people, someone that you live with, it could be really helpful um, to have them kind of, you know, help you through it and just check in with you and check your heart. Um, Is that from John Christ? Check your heart, guys. Check your heart. With that, I will leave you to check your heart and uh, think about and pray about uh, the topic of fasting. I hope you have a wonderful, amazing day. Um, I will be praying for you and I will see you next week.